podcasters. On today's episode of Business of Glam, we get to sit down with the fabulous and funny Julie Bauer from Paleo OMG. If you don't follow her on her social media sites and on her blog, Paleo OMG, you're missing out on some amazing recipes, fitness, and fashion tips, as well as don't miss out on her cookbooks. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Business of Glam as much as we did. Grab a glass of bubbles and cheers. to have you on Julie thanks for joining us thanks boo thanks for having me <laughs> I get course. to see you pretty much every week now I know or I love it another spray tan I'm loving it we'll just like we get to have all our conversations with me naked yes <laughs> it's like the best way to catch up <laughs> yeah she was like spraying down near my crotch I'm like what's new with you yeah what's happening <laughs> it's like a great way to catch up you're mm-hmm. trapped you can't leave yeah. you can't leave me you have to talk to me totally <laughs> So tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in the industry. So my name is Julie. I run the blog PaleoMG and I've had this blog since 2011. So it's been eight years now. And um, I started because I was competing in CrossFit at the time. And I really need to get my diet in check. And so I started looking into different diets and I had heard about the paleo diet. I had a, um, a professor in college who wrote a paleo book that I had read. And so I started easing into paleo and the more I started cooking, cause I didn't know how to cook at all. I started making these recipes and bringing them to the different recipes to people at my gym to try. And, um, a guy at a gym I was at asked me to write the nutrition section of the blog and share any recipes I made there. And this was his website, his CrossFit website. So once I left that CrossFit gym, I really loved sharing the recipes. And so I started paleomg.com and I would just share my recipes there with all my friends. And it was when Facebook was very different and, um, blogs were kind of a newer thing, especially paleo blogs. And people would just share my recipes on Facebook and all of their friends would get to see it. And, um, you know, how Facebook's not that way it's anymore. It's not that way anymore. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe half a person gets to see one right. post. But all their friends would get to see these recipes and um, people started sharing them all over the place. And I got more traffic. And then the blog just kind of grew from there. And it grew from just paleo recipes into fitness and then fashion and travel and decor. And I've written three cookbooks and it's kind of taken me all over um, the U S and all over the world at this point now. And I've been able to do so many fun things with it. It's so amazing. It's so fun. It's such a fun little, little gig. So do you consider yourself a blogger or an influencer or Well, both? I personally hate the word influencer. <laughs> Every person I talk to is like, I hate that word. It's the worst. <laughs> like who coined that word? It's like, know. get out of here. It's kind of like the people who have their Instagram as public figure. It's like, when did someone decide that you were a public okay, figure? Okay, well, thank you. And Clayton, listen up. Clayton <laughs> tapes my podcast. He wants me to deem myself a celebrity. I see but that's what yes you do <laughs> verified oh Isn't i want to become verified thing? too no so verified's like the little check mark okay instead of you putting by your name celebrity okay you know verified it's like 
this is a legit business. Okay. This is a legit company. And I've had this business for uh, eight years and I still can't get verified on Instagram. I don't get it. What like, do you have to I, do? Yeah. Who can I meet? Who can I pay? Yeah. I will pay the money. But Ugh. yeah, I, you know, I don't even like saying blogger. Um, whenever I have to write my occupation, I'll write cookbook author because people <laughs> who are older than me, including my parents, yeah. I think that's how they explain me too, because they think that means that you're successful if you write books, but if you're a blogger, you're not successful. Right. So it's like a weird kind of thing, but um, I like to say that I run a website. So instead of a blogger, and I definitely don't use influencer. That's <laughs> the worst word. It's I don't know. It's just become such a Maybe weird thing. Maybe you should put influencer and then they'll verify you on Instagram. Maybe. <laughs> God, you got to do what you got to do. When I think of influencer, I think about the people who are on The Bachelor just trying to become influencers. That's yeah. who I think of as influencers. Do I, you watch The Bachelor? I don't. Damn it. Okay, then that's not going to stick with you. I know. I don't. I've never gotten into it. Oh, dang it. I just think, I of course, you're going to fall year. in love. Yeah. You're drunk and on vacation. Right. I'd fall in love with anybody. Yeah, you're going on the best <laughs> dates of your life. It's like you're having amazing experiences, yeah. having cocktails all day. Could have fallen in love with a shoe. Literally. Like cameraman? You yeah. have. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I just never, I've watched it. Try. I've just never gotten, I'm sure I could get sucked into it because I what, love reality TV. What shows do you like to watch? I'm on Bravo for sure. What's like, your favorite show on Bravo? Real Housewives. Okay. I love flipping out. I never got into Real Housewives and I don't know why because I love that kind of drama. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love Beverly Hills in New York the best. That's. I wish they didn't have so many spinoffs. I wish it was just like the Beverly Hills. Yeah. You know, and they had new people who came in and whatever. But when there's so many different ones, I'm like, I don't know which one to commit to. Mm, new York and Beverly Hills, you can't go wrong. Okay. And then you just kind of get sucked into all the other ones. Yeah. But those are, and I do watch the Kardashians. I haven't watched them in a while. I don't even know what's going on in their life. I used to I love just, that one. I always am like, I'm not really that into them. And then I watch one and next thing I know, I've watched yeah, the whole Sunday. season. I'm like, <laughs> like, you started watching on Monday. I don't Monday know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so addicting. Yes. I love reality TV. So I'm sure I could get addicted to The Bachelor. Yeah. Because then the more you watch, then you want the spinoffs. Like you want to watch the... Um, Bachelor in Paradise, when you get to see all these faces you've seen from previous shows, it's just like, you know, Beverly Hill or um, Real Housewives where they kind of intertwine in other ways. And you're like, oh, that person's back. Are they hooking up with that person? Yeah. So you need to know all the things. Yeah. We're trying to get, oh, Vanderpump Rules. Yep. Love it. We're trying to get our own reality show. Ooh, that would be awesome. You guys would crush that. (laughs) Like the other day we were literally like, why don't we have a show yet? Seriously, Like just so many crazy things happen around the shop that I'm like, okay, we just need a camera. Mm-hmm. Andy, Cohen, what are you doing? Yeah, right? <laughs> he needs you. You're missing out on a whole market. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you went from not cooking at all to writing cookbooks. Mm-hmm. How did you like teach yourself or like, did you have any resources? I think as silly as it is, but watching the Food Network all the time, Mm -hmm. you learn so much. It's just like in any profession, the more you watch someone do something, the more 
you have the confidence to try it yourself and you understand things, how kind of garlic can burn or how um, certain meat needs to be cooked before you're cooking it with something else. You just learn these little things that you didn't know about cooking if you've never done any cooking or weren't raised in a family that did much cooking. And so I learned a ton from the Food Network and then a ton from trial and error because then I would get a little cocky and think that I could try something (laughs) and give it a go and then it would fail and I would do you know the backtrack of why did this fail and what ingredients didn't work why does this muffin taste like eggs well it's because I'm using too many eggs and how do I need to replace that and still get the consistency I like so it's a lot of trial and error and a lot from learning from other people for sure awesome for those that don't know what is paleo so paleo think back to the Paleolithic era. So before the industrial revolution came along and we were able to manufacture grains and create these freezer meals and crackers and everything we see on the shelves, it's just really going back to basics. So it's clean sources of protein. So we're getting grass-fed, grass-finished beef and organic chicken and wild-caught fish and seafood. Then just your basics. Think about the outside of the grocery store. So your fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, your good clean sources of oil or fats. And that's it. It's just simple ingredients. And you're cutting out uh, a lot of just the manufactured things. So grains, um, dairy, because most of our dairy is pretty processed at this point, and um, legumes as well. So anything in a pot, a bean, that sort of thing that can just irritate the gut. So we're just going back to basics more than anything. Just think of it that way. Do you ever cheat? Yeah, I mean, I am never... I asked because I was like, I've just been craving pizza. I ate pizza last night. I've been trying to be so good. And I was like, I just need pizza. You just need pizza sometimes. I mean, last night it was PMS season over at my house. And so it was like, I just need brownies. And I just like make my own... I was like, do you have brownies. a hack for like everything you're yes. craving? Yeah. Okay. And there's so many tools out here to eat better at this point, you know, especially here in Colorado. We're yep. so spoiled here that we have, you know, a cauliflower crust pizza mm-hmm. and you can get better uh, pasta here. You can get gluten-free pasta. You can get paleo pasta. You can get red lentil pasta. There's so, so many true. different ways um, to still really enjoy those things that you love and food is so important that you shouldn't just have to cut everything out. Um, but I find that the more that I cut those things out that just don't make me feel great, that I don't crave them as much. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that I don't crave it at all ever again. I still hit that time of the month and I cannot (laughs) wait to have sugar and I just need more carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and I'm overeating a little bit more, but that's life. It's never, nothing is about perfection. And if you're living in that perfection, your life is probably not so much fun. No, no, it sucks. (laughs) I mean, we're having our little bubbles right here. We are. We're having bubbles. Champagne life. (laughs) It's true. What were you doing before you decided to start Paleo OMG? Was it kind of the CrossFit world that got you started into wanting to have that cleaner diet and health or? Yes. Was, so were you kind of always on this path. Well, I went to school for health and exercise science. So I was always interested in bettering myself through exercise, but nutrition wasn't, I just wasn't 
as interested in it because I just wanted to eat shitty food all of the time and think that it would be fine. Right. And my body, yeah. (laughs) And your body can just like be okay with crappy food all the time. Um, But so I went to school for health and exercise science. And then when I was done with school, I was um, doing the wellness program. I was uh, working at Coors in Golden. And so I was working in their wellness program and their corporate wellness. And I was working part-time there. And since I was part-time, I was working part-time at a CrossFit gym. And then once that part-time position ended, I ended up working full-time at a CrossFit gym and writing my blog on the side just for fun. And it was just CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. I love it. Yeah. And then went to full-time to blog. It's so fun. You have such an amazing like social presence on all of the social media sites and your cookbook and all of that stuff. How did you kind of create what your brand was? I think it comes down to me just being genuine and authentic in the way that I'm just being exactly who I am. I don't care if somebody doesn't like it because that's life. You know, Mm -hmm. you can act like the nicest human being in the world and someone's still not going to like you. And so I've always been exactly who I am. And that person's always changing too. But um, I don't put up with people's crap. I call them out on it. And I think just being exactly who I am, people felt like they could trust me more. It was like a friendship that they Mm -hmm. built with me instead of just someone you're following online because you like their hair, you like their clothes. It was a friendship they built with me. I think that's how I've kind of built this following of people who've been amazing and who've stuck with me is through through all the changes I've had throughout the years. But I wish I had a solid answer. I should ask somebody that I've never met, you know, that I meet in at one point and why they ask them why they follow me because at the end of the day, I'm just being myself and sharing that journey of growth. Cause I started this blog when I was 22. And so that's a lot of changes yeah, through the for years sure. and your twenties are learning so much and just sharing all those struggles. I think that really connected with people. So how did you kind of keep your following that you had going through all of the changes and probably continue changes that you have yearly? I think that's hard to say. I think uh, a lot of people started following me for recipes and I continually share. I share two new recipes per week and I also listen to what my following was saying on social media. So when... I went on book tour. I, on my first book tour, I was sharing some of my outfits I was wearing and those were getting way more likes than the food photos. So I'm like, maybe I should be sharing more fitness or sorry, fashion. And then the same thing happened with fitness. When I'd share a workout I did while I was traveling, it got way more likes than food. And so I think listening to what my following was saying while still giving that original following what they were looking for, I think that kind of brings in the both the best of both worlds where, you know, you're going to share your my page with your friend because you liked the outfit I shared and then this person's going to share a recipe. And so I've been able to keep some of the people who started with me because of what I shared in the first place and then grow at the same time. But I think it's 
it's any friendship that you create, you know, you either grow with that friend or, you know, relationship, even you grow with that friend or relationship, or you're like, I'm just not interested in what they're interested in anymore. Yeah. And then you walk away. So, but there's always a million other people out there totally to chat with and explore with and everything like that. So, so something else you brought up were, kind of just being yourself and not everybody's going to like it. How do you deal? Do you find that you have internet trolls or anything like that with putting so much of your real self out there and how do you deal with it? Yeah. I I mean, from the beginning, since I started this blog back in 2011, there's always been trolls. There's, there's even a website out there that is just intended for trolls that creates forums to talk crap about different blogs that they hate out there. And I was part of it. Stop it. Yes. (laughs) And so I haven't looked at it in so long, but when I first saw that, I was devastated to see how many people did not like me. I'm like, what? what do I do? Like, what did I do to this one single person or these many people to cause so much upset and hatred that they would talk about me on the internet, that they take that time. And I think what the internet has shown us is that there's so many, there's very unhappy people out there. There's amazing, beautiful, wonderful people out there, but there's people who are just angry and upset and have had a hard time and they want to take it out on someone Mm -hmm. and you come into their line of fire and you're an easy target because you have put your life out there for the world to see. And for me, I've put my insecurities out there and my upsets and my hard times. And then they're going to really just breed off of that and they're going to take advantage of that and that's just part of life and you find that out as you get older you're going to run into those people all the time whether Mm -hmm. it's at work or at you know out at a bar you see those people constantly so I think that since I experienced it so early on when I was in my early 20s and really insecure it made me a stronger person it's just like being bullied in school you know Mm -hmm. it's just how you deal with it and I was just able to grow some thick skin. And I, before I would jump back and be like, you're wrong, blah, 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 blah. And now it's like, okay, thanks for your feedback. Bye. Mm -hmm. Because they just want you to get mad. That's what trolls really love is for you to get pissed and for you to engage with them. Yeah. Engage and defend yourself. And so if you just give them the power, then they're bored. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I mean, okay, thanks. And they're like, oh, that was boring. I'll move on to the next person. <laughs> and so I just thank them. And I've just had so many mean comments over the years that it, it just doesn't bother me like it used to. Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank goodness. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're so fabulous. I'm like, I can't imagine. And I think like, just getting older, you know, like as yeah. you get into your thirties, it's like, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care oh, what you, you think. hear stuff all the time. And yeah. I'm like, Whatever. If you want to believe that, believe it. Well, I don't I'm sure care. Like you've had, you know, a bad review somewhere. Oh yeah. And you're like, it was oh devastation. Yes. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh my god, because then you don't want other people to think mm-hmm. it, and it's it's so hurtful and sad. But then you're like, no, I have a great product. I do great work. I work my ass off. Bye, Felicia. Exactly. You know, get out of here. <laughs> I know. I'll never forget my first like bad review. I was yeah. Like, devastated like do you read like all reviews yeah I do man I I had to stop reading like Amazon reviews Mm -hmm. of of my book I couldn't do it anymore or like podcast reviews I don't read any because I saw so many bad ones I was like oh man this is so sad (laughs) I'm a little bit of a masochist I'm like what (laughs) love it 
<laughs> just eat it up. And then I like to make up fake responses to them. It makes me feel better. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry you hated your wedding hair. Maybe you shouldn't be on Yelp right now. For real. Enjoy your honeymoon. I don't Dang. know. So, yeah. It makes me feel better about it. And then I'm like, move on. Yeah. Right. Move on. Yeah. You just don't want anybody else to feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, when someone says something about you, you don't want other people to see that and then start thinking it either. Or, you know, with your business, read that and then not come to your salon. And so totally. it's like, it's really hard to deal with that, but that's always going to be in the world, mm-hmm. especially with the internet. It's just going to get worse because people have every ability to hide behind a screen totally. and say whatever they want, whatever crazy things they want. Has that ever made you edit what you're putting out there? Or have you always just wanted to be real and honest in yourself? Or do you think about, oh, am I going to get critics from this? Or I, for me personally, no, but I also do not share my husband. I don't put his face on social media. I don't really talk about our lives that much. Um, I'll share like little things here and there. Like when I was annoyed with him one day, just like little to kind of jokey stuff, but I never put his face out there because I can't imagine if anybody ever said anything about him. I would lose control right. because it's different when it's yourself. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't care. But if someone said something about him, I would absolutely lose it. And I think that came with experiencing so much hatred from other people that I'm like, I would never put him through that in any capacity. And if I ever had children, I would never put them on social media either because I feel like people share so much of their child on there. And can you imagine if like day one, you were on social media from day one? Yeah. And like you sitting on the toilet, Mm -hmm. like for the first time was on (laughs) social media. And then you're applying for a job when you're in your twenties. They're like, uh, it's, it's so weird. Social media. Look at this weird photo we found of you. Yeah. It's so weird. And so I don't share any, any of that. That's the only thing. Me personally, I don't mind sharing like my struggles with acne or, you know, anything like that. It doesn't bother me because if someone points that out I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) Thanks for. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't aware. Yeah. <laughs> what? So I know that you do a lot of travel now too for your blog and for social media. Do you, how do you keep up with diet and exercise and being able to kind of live your real life while being able to take photos and be able to share so much on social media? It's definitely a balance when you're traveling when you're traveling, it's hard with food of just making better choices, but I'm lucky enough that I get to travel to really cool places that offer really delicious food often. Um, and I'm better at making choices than I was in the past. You know, usually I would turn to like a sandwich and Mm -hmm. now I know how to build something that makes me just as satisfied without feeling overly full. Um, but when I travel, I always try to fit kind of half the day is going to be business wise. So getting photos that I need to get done, um, checking out different places I need to going to restaurants. And then the rest of the day is just chilling out, having a good time, not on my phone, not obsessing. So I'll do a lot of photos in the morning to capture whatever I need to capture on that trip and then kind of take it easy the rest of the trip. But If I ever have, I try to plug in a couple real vacations where it's just checked out. I take photos with my phone and then talk about it later, but it's not, you know, for the business itself. Yeah. It's a lot of work. 
It's so much Social work. media is a lot of work. It's crazy how much work it is. It's like, I get why people hire like full-time social media managers because totally. just coming up with content every single day and trying to be creative in multiple different ways mm-hmm. and keep people engaged is really hard. Yeah. And especially with how much it changes. Now Instagram's becoming the new Facebook and nothing is seen by anyone and it's really hard. And mm-hmm to stay positive and excited about your own business while dealing with social media on top of it is always challenging. Absolutely. It's a real challenge. <laughs> a real challenge, man. Ready for the next social media boom. I something know, different. right? Something new. Yeah. But then it's just something else I have to do. Yeah. Something else for Mark Zuckerberg to purchase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you hit all of your social, like every social media site out there or do you mainly focus on Instagram and Facebook or do you do Snapchat and there's like Google Boss and LinkedIn? Oh my gosh, and, no. I mean, you can like literally go on and on and on. For Twitter. Real. Do you understand Twitter? I don't. I link my Twitter from Instagram. Facebook, I get on there maybe every one to three weeks and post like what is happening, but I get so little engagement at this point and I have like 350,000 followers and maybe 10 people see a post. So what's the point in sharing anything on there? What's Mm -hmm. the point in taking the time? So I post every maybe two to three weeks probably. Um, But the main thing I focus on is just the blog itself. And then I post on Instagram because that's the, what I'm on and what gets the most engagement. Um, But I always try my hardest and most intense work goes into the blog because who knows where social media will go tomorrow. Right. Blog, you will always own it. Mm -hmm. The internet's not going anywhere. We just don't know where our social media will go. It's so true. And how you're going to reach your audience. Yeah. How do you find your audience outside of social media that really fit your brand? I don't know. I wish I knew. They just come to me. (laughs) I wish I knew. I think um, me being in the paleo genre when it was really exploding back in probably like 2012, I think that really helped with people finding me because I was just ranking higher on Google than others because that was my site name Mm -hmm. and that's what I had. Uh, Now at this point, I just started working with an SEO company to just make sure everything on my site was running correctly. And that's kind of how I've dealt with that. But I really don't know. I wish (laughs) I had an answer to that. Like it's, I think it's hard. People say they use hashtags and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I've never done that. I think it's just word of mouth has been the biggest thing that someone will talk to another person at the gym or someone will be going through a health concern and someone will tell them, Oh, you should try this paleo recipe. Those, the biggest thing is word of mouth. I found out from a client of ours that lived in Chicago. She was like in town for a wedding about you. Oh, weird. She was like, do you know Julie Bauer from paleo OMG? She lives in Denver. That's so and funny. And I was like, no, I haven't. And, and I'm she's like, like down the street from you every day. Totally. And so I was like, what's her Instagram handle? And so that's like how I found you. She Weird. like lived in Chicago and was here for some event or wedding or something. And yeah. just like happened to mention you because you lived in Denver. And so See, I was like, oh. 
it's seriously, it's things like that. It's like mm-hmm. I run into people all the time. Like I was in Costa Rica at a farmer's market and a girl was like, I read your blog every day. It's like crazy <laughs> things like that. Of just this word of mouth from people. I was in the airport the other day and I'm like standing in the security line and I look over and I just sent out a newsletter and this girl's looking at my newsletter. I'm like, oh my God, like this is so <laughs> you're crazy. Like, Hi, I'm Julie. This you're, is, you're looking at my photo right now. Like it's just crazy how the world becomes so much smaller from the internet, even though it feels so big all the time. It's like becomes so much smaller. And I think just making a human connection with someone is how they spread the word to another person. And that's the biggest thing. As you know, in business, it's like word of mouth mm-hmm. is so helpful. It is. What is your best piece of advice that you have for anybody trying to get into the industry? I think first and foremost, say you're getting into blogging. If blogging's what you want to do full time, go in knowing that you won't make money for quite a while. I didn't make money for a couple of years doing that. And I didn't even know you could make money. And now there's so many opportunities, but go in as it just being something you're really passionate about. And if you're passionate about whatever you're talking about, people will gravitate towards you. And I think that's the biggest, most important thing is just do something and talk about something that you believe in and don't worry about the money itself because that can come secondary and it might not even come at all. You never know. So work hard every day, share new things every day and just be passionate about whatever you're sharing. I think that's first and foremost, most important piece. I know that's like so annoying to people. They're like, no, I want to make money off this. And I get it. And it's, it's just not always like that. It's hard and it's hard to get the word out there. But if you're sharing things that you're passionate about, other people will see that. Well, what's the best piece of advice you have gotten over the years? Oh man, that's a hard question. (laughs) Um, you know, I, w- I don't know if I've ever had that like one piece that's really stuck with me. I think what makes people successful is a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anybody who's told me anything. I can think of um, a quote that uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. And I think that comes with the strong work ethic is, you know, are you planning everything that you want to get done? And say you want to become a more fit person. You have to plan your workouts and you have to plan your meals. And same with a work ethic. You have to plan what's ahead for your business and everything you need to get done every single day. So I think that's a quote that's just never left Mm -hmm. me. It's making sure you're planning everything out because that's how you will be successful is if you're working every single day at whatever that goal is that you have in, in mind. I love it. Do you have like a mission vision statement for your business or like personal that kind of helps keep you motivated or staying focused to stay on brand? I don't, I don't have like one written down per se. I really want to lift other women up to be the best version of themselves, whatever that version is. And I want to show women that they don't have to be this insecure, unhappy person that social media and that the world shows us that we should be every single day, um, that you can be the healthiest version of yourself in whatever way that is. So that's really my intention is showing 
people how to grasp their own health in whatever way that is. And it doesn't have to be the same as me. And that's in all different ways from how you create your own meals to what your workouts look like to creating a healthier relationship uh, with exercise and finding clothes that fit your body and your body type. I just try to find many different ways to connect with women Mm -hmm. and to help bring them up because I think more than anything, we just need that for women, not just someone saying like us women need to come together. It's like, no, like how can we empower women to show them that they are able to do anything that they put their mind to, even though social media tells us something different and makes us feel insecure and small. That's really not the case. So I hope that my blog is that for someone because that's what I'm intending at the end of the day. I love it. How do you find a balance in social media with one being like real? I think you're super real on all of your social media, but how do you kind of find that balance of being perfect? We all want to look good in our photos that we post and like, how do you find the balance between the two? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> of that social media perfection. Yeah. I that mean, perfect life and being yes. just real about everything going on. Cause I, I feel like we always hit roadblocks every day. Yes. All of us. (laughs) And I feel like I, I share a lot of that in Instagram stories, what's going on, you know, more Instagram is like, Oh, here's an outfit. Here's a recipe. Here's a workout. And then Instagram stories are the storytelling of what's going on in day-to-day life. And I, you know, I shared when my dog was really sick and that was so scary and I thought he was going to pass away and kind of some of the upsets that I've been through and hardships. And I talk about that on my blog. And I think that's fine. That's where people see the balance of, Mm -hmm. you know, not everything is just like these like kisses and butterflies that we see on social media. There's the realness behind it. And you know, I did an Instagram post the other day about being PMSing and upset and stuffing my face with chocolate. And I think that connects with someone more. I hope that it connects with someone more than just an outfit itself and keeps those people around long-term. Do you have any dream collaborations? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And we can Um, go real big picture. You know, it would be so cool to create uh, a some sort of apparel line with Nordstrom. Let's go big picture. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so cool. I see them doing more and more collaborations with bloggers. And I think that would be amazing, whether it was active wear or other different kinds of clothes. I think that would be amazing. I would love to collaborate with a company who makes planners because all I do is plan in my life. So I'd love to connect with someone on that. Um, I, I laugh because I'm always like, I could make the best planner ever. Right. <laughs> like and it would be so they're fun. always lacking something. It's so hard to find the perfect planner. Yeah. Like I wish this had this here. And there's so many people who have those planners. Yeah. Like, or who have those companies that you could go into business with and mm-hmm. collaborate with. Like I have my active wear line that I collaborate with for athletics and they already have all the manufacturing. All I have to do is come up with designs and say, so I want to do something like this and they make it happen. And so it's so fun to do those collaborations. Um, but I would love to do, you know, a, there's amazing companies out there like HelloFresh or Sunbasket um, where my recipes were in there. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. 
man, it'd be rad to work with Nordstrom. I already work with them during in posts, but it would be so cool to actually collaborate yeah. and shoot photos with them and do the whole shebang. It would be so cool. So cool. <laughs> so what are kind of future plans? Oh, man. Besides just dreaming, but any like future big things that are coming up for Paleo OMG? You know, people always ask me those like, like, what's ahead? What's the five year plan? And I had no idea that I would even be creating a blog in the first place. So this was never in my life plan. It's hard to come up with plans that far ahead because I never know it'll be changing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always hoping to travel more and work with more companies when I'm traveling to promote their cities or, um, different countries or different businesses out there. So I have a lot of travel coming up in the next few months, which will be super fun. Um, but I don't have any like huge plans other than I'm coming out with a bunch of active wear with four athletics this year. And, you know, every week you can come to the blog and see new content, whether it's talking about creating a better healthy relationship with exercise to, sweet potato brownies do I have everything on there and Love everything it. is always changing so it keeps me very busy just coming up with different content every week and never getting bored with it so I think that's my main goal is never getting bored mm-hmm. I love that because yeah, I think you do have so many in business everybody's like what is your five-year plan what's this what's that and it's like there's so many changes that happen I know daily monthly yearly that maybe something doesn't feel right anymore and you have to grow and evolve. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like I failed on my five year plan Mm -hmm. because I (laughs) didn't want to do it anymore, you know? So who knows what will happen, but every week to week there's something new and something exciting happening. So it will be fun to see what, what's to come. Awesome. Where can people find, get in contact, get athletic wear, from you. Yes. So come to paleomg.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-M-G. And if you come to my website, you can talk to me there. That's the fastest way to talk to me is through my website. Just leave a comment on my blog and then you come visit me at all things paleomg. So Instagram is where I am first and foremost. You can find me on Facebook, but I'm sure you'll never see me since Facebook limits visibility. <laughs> Twitter, I'm never on. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel and I have a blog named paleomg uncensored. So you can, or did I say blog? I have a podcast. Yes, I was going to say. Yes, I have a podcast named paleomg uncensored. So you can come talk to me there. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. It was so awesome. So fun to chat with you. (laughs) You're the best. It's always the best to talk to you. I know, when I'm not naked, too. Well, naked, unnaked, either way. No, (laughs) really connected. Well, I hope you loved our interview with Julie Bauer from Paleo OMG. She is so funny and amazing. If you don't follow her on social media and her blog, it is Paleo OMG. You need to follow her literally just for her Instagram stories. So until next week, we hope you always stay planned.